Okay, we're back to talk about neck tension. Neck tension. What are we talking about? Like annealing or all actual neck tension? Oh, all, all everything. Sweet. Everything related to neck tension. Uh, this is chapter six in Modern Advancements, volume two. Um, so let's start out and define it. Like I think uh, anyone who's been a hand loader probably knows what they think of neck tension, but how well that matches what others think of it yeah. may be different. So uh, right up front here in the beginning of this chapter, we basically give a three-step process for how to determine your neck tension. So basically, step one, you measure the outside diameter of a new or resized case neck just before you see a bullet in it. Okay, yep. so that's like the unstretched uh, diameter outside of the neck. Um, then step two, measure the outside of the diameter of the case neck with a bullet seated. So how much did the case neck have to expand when you seated the bullet? And the difference between those two numbers is the neck tension. Yep. Okay, so, and it gives an example there of how to calculate it. The outside diameter goes from 0 0.330 and then you see the bullet and it's stretched out to 0.333, your neck tension is 3 thou. Yeah. And that's obviously that's that's one way you can think of neck tension. And I know um, now at this time, and you know, we'll get to it because it was starting to become a thing at uh, when this book was written, is like seating force. Mm -hmm. I think nowadays a lot of guys think of neck tension in terms of seating force. Like they're watching the seating force on a, um, a press, typically like an arbor press that has a force gauge on it like a you know take it took 80 psi to seat that bullet type mm -hmm. of deal and that's kind of a different way of thinking about it because that not only includes the dimensional change but it also would technically account for like um you know material property differences which is kind of where annealing comes in and also surface friction too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, like so. There's three thousandths neck tension can feel very different depending on how thick the brass is, but also, like if there's coating or not. Like yep. if you have a very abrasive uh, coating on the inside of your case mouth and you seat a bullet in there, that can feel a whole lot harder than if it's got a light coat of oil or some kind of coating on the brass. Exactly. And I think the um, neck tension has always been like it's given me problems as an engineer because yeah. tension means something exactly it's you know the how how much force you're pulling things apart with mm -hmm. and that's not at all what's what is meant by like three th three thousandths of, of an inch tension. is not a measure of tension <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's a it's a, a measurement that indicates how much tension you might have but uh, yeah it's it's a you ha what you really have is three thousandths of interference fit yes that's a much better way to think of it. Um, but whenever the, you know, things start to move inside the gun, you know, firing pin hits the primer, powder builds pressure. It's really the amount of force it takes to dislodge the bullet yeah. that we're really caring about here. That's what really matters. And it's just neck tension. The way we described it as the expansion, the interference fit is the convenient thing that we can measure that we hope correlates to the thing that matters. Yes. Um, so with all that in mind, I think it was well worth that bit of conversation about um, terminology. Yeah. Because uh, it's not just words. They actually mean different things. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the, the gauged bullet seater, that was our first approach at this to see, um, you know, how neck tension or related things might affect things that shooters actually care about, which is 
average and consistency of muzzle velocity. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's always worth a discussion too um, around what the expectation is of a tool. Like if someone says, use this tool and you say, well, how's that going to improve things? Oh, you'll be more accurate. Like I can, <laughs> I, I never accept that answer. Like how, by what mechanism is this going to make me more accurate? If you're hearing this recording, it's because you're listening to a free sample of a podcast from the Science of Accuracy Academy. In order to hear the full version of this podcast and many others, go to the Science of Accuracy Academy website and subscribe.